Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Josh, welcome to the show today, my man. How does it feel to be the chief marketing officer for not only a powerhouse company like Reminder Media, but you've put State Paid Podcast on the map as the top sales and marketing podcast to listen to in the industry, in any industry. I mean, I know that's all you. Luke likes to pretend it's him with his face, but I know. You're as good a hype man as Andrew Sachs, our VP of financial services over here. You guys are good. You guys are good at that. I love Andrew. It's always a battle who's better. (laughs) (laughs) It feels about the same as it did when we were growing this thing from the garage, man. It's every day is a new challenge. Every day is something fun. Some more hoops to jump through sometimes when you want to get something done. You don't, you can't just do it yourself. You got to rally the team and get everyone on the same page. But it's been a journey. I've really enjoyed not only growing Reminder Media, but getting into this content space and trying to put out a ton of valuable content, not just for our clients, but for the industry at, at large. And one of those things, like you mentioned, was State Paid Podcast, the podcast we started about three years ago now, and have been lucky enough to find an audience and have some success with it. Yeah. And that's an impressive growth, three years from your brain to top of the charts. That's that's a feat. And I remember it was probably close to three years ago, you and I were in the beach, on the beach down in Florida for Host University, and we were just chatting content, like what kind of content would we, what, what should we put out there that advisors would care about or that they would read? And since then, every single time I open my phone or get online, I see Luke's face just plastered everywhere. <laughs> that's thanks to our marketing team and their ability to uh, retarget you. Although that's getting tougher, man, with with some of the new changes that Apple's been pushing out. But but yeah, that's always, that's always the battle, right? Marketing is always changing and evolving. What worked yesterday won't work tomorrow. You got to constantly stay on top of it. Well, one of the things that we found early on, and we started putting out um, content 10 years ago with blogs and then maybe eBooks and things like that. And then maybe five years ago, we really started getting into video, mainly led by Luke, you know, and his Luke Acre, our president, his thought leadership. And we were putting out these videos, but we weren't getting anything from it. We weren't getting any traction and learned. You can't just post it's, there's no such thing as build it and they will come in the content uh, production game. Like you have to promote, you have to be almost relentless and uh, no know the word, but you, you have to be completely humble. I don't know. what. The, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the best. Uh, I've lost some of my English skills there, but in order to put it out there, like you have to act like it is the absolute best thing on the planet. Otherwise nobody will listen to you. And so one of the reasons why we kind of promote and tout the fact that, Hey, we, you know, we did hit number six in the marketing charts on Apple podcast is because when people hear that, they think, okay, maybe I should listen to this thing. And we do truly believe in the content. And luckily we've been, fortunate enough to have people stick with us and continue to add new subscribers, but you've got to promote yourself. Anybody who's listening to this, obviously in your professional services, but through your content as well, you've got to be your biggest fan and your biggest champion in order for people to pay attention. 
And that's a hundred percent why I wanted to bring you on the show today, Josh, is to talk about that and to really dive into what makes good content, what you guys have seen is successful. Cause you not only advertise to, you know, realtors and to financial advisors, but you help them stay top of mind with their clients and their prospects. And that is just a, a, a unique service that you offer and you guys are really good at it. So now I want to take all your secret sauce and expose it to the world and bring you on here today. An interesting fact is I just saw this on one of those, like it's like the old school show VH1 behind the scenes or whatever, but the phrase is actually, if you build it, he will come. That's what they say in the actual movie. It has been been misquoted so often that people like you get it wrong. So content strategy for, for the advisors listening today, you know, they've been told you have to be on social media and it's kind mm-hmm. of been like pulling teeth, getting the advisor community onto LinkedIn, onto Facebook and embracing that technology. Some of that is um, hindrance because of compliance. Some of it's just because we don't understand it. Some of it's because, Hey, we're busy. Advisors yeah. are busy and they got 8 million other things going on. And as we start a content strategy as a financial advisor, what's step one? Step one is to figure out how to leverage other uh, opportunities for content, right? I mean, yeah, you got into the business to do what you love to do. So whether that's financial services or it's another professional service, that's why you got into the business, not necessarily to create content. So one of those things, number one, first and foremost, is start by curating content. Like Go through the process of actually finding articles that would provide value to your audience or to your clients. Use, use those types of things. And from there, naturally leads you into the next step, which is leads you into consuming content. And we were just talking about this on the podcast the other day from the standpoint of, look, in order to be the thought leader, in order to have that creativity to put content out there and your take on content out there in the world, like you've got to be a consumer of content, whether that's podcasts, that's audiobooks, that's reading, that's watching YouTube, uh, motivational videos, educational videos, whatever it is. The more content that you can consume, the more likely you are to have a take and have something to say. And then the next step from there is you've just got to start. You've got to hit that record button. You've got to press that record button on your phone to do video. You've got to put your fingers to the keyboard to type out your thoughts and want to make it as genuine and as authentic as possible. It's so hard to hear that because it almost has no meaning anymore, authenticity or being genuine, because we live in sort of this painted world and and everyone's saying, oh, you have to be authentic, you have to be authentic. But there's so much truth behind it from the standpoint of if you don't if you don't really have an opinion or, or have a thought process or have thought through what you're posting about, other people aren't going to take that serious. They're going to be able to see right through it. They're going to see that you're just posting content for the sake of posting content. Now, I'll caveat that with saying, posting curated content that isn't you know, necessarily your original content is still better than nothing. Why? Because people see that you're active. And when people look you up, uh, especially on social media, and that's why I think it's been such a, a push to be active on social media... Because they're search engines at this point. They're trust signals, right? Whenever somebody looks you up as a professional, they're going to look you up on Facebook or they're going to search you on LinkedIn or they're going to check for your Instagram to see who you are because you are the product. You are the person that they are going to work with. You're what they're buying whenever they're using your services. And if you're not active, that naturally puts a thought into the consumer's mind in terms of, oh, well, are they really busy? Are they really successful? Are they actually showing that activity? Because when you see that, you think, okay, 
this person has an opinion, this person has education, this person has a take, and also I can connect with their personality. And what's so interesting is so many of advisors' ideal clients pick up their news from social media sites. I mean, it's astounding how often (laughs) people are on that and they're paying attention to it. And that's where they get most of their misinformation along with their (laughs) regular information. And, And what you said is, I mean, spot on authenticity. That is the key to landing any client is for them to know, like, and trust you. And you can't do that without showcasing authenticity. And that's why White Glove is a big believer in person seminars, big believer in webinars, because they're seeing your personality. They're seeing you speak. They're seeing you as the expert. And you're right. It comes becomes harder and harder to, I love that trust signals, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. That's a great term, but it comes harder and harder to showcase that virtually. And one of the things that, that we found is that, and you talked to video is that the selfie style videos, the little bit unpolished videos where they're just speaking, those actually perform 10 times better than the polish, sit down, record, professional shot. I'm a professional. I say every single word correctly that people scroll past that where they'll watch the the selfie video as long as it's engaging. Well, it's because you don't trust that produced video. So often you see, and and there's a time and place for production, especially brands, like a larger brand, you know, you need that production value. You need that polish because you're representing something a little bit larger, but as an individual, and even us with our company at the size that we are, you know, the videos that you mentioned earlier, where you see Luke just talking into a phone, when we run Facebook ads, those outperform the produced videos or the commercial looking videos over and over again, because people naturally have a skepticism towards bigger brands, but they're used to, and they're familiar with the idea of being able to see someone recording in selfie mode on their phone. It's also better for the device, right? So these are vertical devices you want to record. I came from the video, like I came from a video and design background. So I took me a long time to let go of filming everything in landscape mode, right? Or that horizontal mode, because that's the proper way that you film video. Uh, uh, but no, that I'm can't be true, Josh. That can't be true, Josh. I'm a hundred percent. I haven't seen a landscape board. video in, a, <laughs> in ten years. Well, there's actually stats. I think uh, square videos are watched thirty uh, percent more than landscape videos. So there's uh, all of the statistics back it up in terms of what type of video to shoot, what format as well. What do you think about captions on videos for social media? So you have to do captions because it's even it's like 70 or 80% of people watch videos on Facebook. I'm not sure if LinkedIn has like a different statistic. I'm sure they're all the same. Uh, watch without the sound on. So at the very least, let the platforms auto-generate captions for you. You can go back in and scrub those captions and make sure any misspellings, because they always hear words wrong. It's actually how we came up with some funny, some funny things in our own company with uh, the captions that it would end up writing for our state paid podcast. So you can go back in and fix those up. Another thing you could do is you could upload the video to YouTube, and then that lets you download the SRT file, which is you can then re-upload to any social media platform for your captions. And then the last thing, if you don't want to go through and subtitle or caption everything out, you could, if you have a video editor that you're working with, even if it's not subtitles on the screen, but you're putting words and putting movement on that video, people are going to be more likely to stick around and engage with it because looking at a three-minute video of just someone's face might not be the most engaging thing. But if you've got some interesting things going on with your copy and your captioning as well, that really keeps people engaged. 
And I love what you said earlier about there's a certain place for those polished videos. And I think that place is in your lobby, at your office. There's, I've spoken with a lot of successful advisors that have just a system. Someone comes in, no matter what time they get there, they're going to sit in the lobby for five minutes. And while they're doing that, there's the the intro video that's just repeat on a, yep. a nice TV in the lobby, yep. right? And, and that's, website's that's, another area. Website's another area that you would want to consider doing something a little bit more produced, a little more evergreen. Right. So evergreen, meaning it's going to be content that lasts a long time. It's not super uh, news. It's not news or, or anything that's necessarily constrained to a time and place. That's what your social media is for. Whereas your website, and like you're saying, your lobby and your other branding is that more evergreen produced content. And I like what you said earlier, getting back to the content strategy is first ingest it, right? Figure out what's out there. And, and I think it's important to clarify that advisors should be ingesting the content and paying attention to the platforms that their ideal clients are ingesting. Mm-hmm. One thing I always recommend when I talk to different advisors and they say, oh, should I be on Clubhouse? Should I be on TikTok? Should I be on Instagram? Should I be on XYZ new social media site? And I always just say, well, just get on it, hang out there for a couple of weeks and and see what type of content is on there. And if after that, you feel like you understand it and you can contribute to it, and that's the type of content you want your business associated with, well, then yeah, dive in. Usually and, after that, they always come back and say, I don't want anything to do with TikTok, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I almost agree with that. But it also like follow things that aren't necessarily in your industry as well. So follow designers on Instagram, follow social media influencers, Instagram, copywriters, like find these people in the marketing space because ultimately you're on what is being used as a marketing platform. I, I would not be on Facebook if I didn't use Facebook for my job. I just wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be on Instagram either. I don't know. There's some good some good meme accounts on Instagram. So maybe I'd be on there. <laughs> but if it wasn't something that I needed to know in order to reach my audience and be where everybody is, I might not be on there. So that's when looking at who to follow or, or looking at, hey, should I get into this game or not? In order to really learn what's going to work and help go, get you to grow an audience and get some traction out there, you've got to be watching these people who have really mastered it already. And then take what you know, right? Take your professional, take your industry expertise, and then use what they're saying in terms of like Instagram hacks or LinkedIn hacks to be able to connect with more people. And then that's where you would put in your expertise to really add the value to your client base. And that makes perfect sense, right? Like pay attention to the content that's working. If someone's yeah. got 2 million followers, there's a reason. And yeah. The, we always the, tell people like subscribe to marketing newsletters. Go subscribe to Grant Cardone's newsletter. Go subscribe to Russell Brunson's email newsletter. Because from that, just from getting emails from those two, you are going to learn how to not only create amazing emails, but also learn like these hook points, these things that are actually going to draw people in, get them to stop scrolling in their feed because they're such great storytellers and they're such great copywriters. You can then turn around and apply that to your own content. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. And let's kind of switch over here and talk a little bit about what you're, you guys are also experts on, and that's the, the lifestyle content. Yep. And there's a reason that content performs very well as opposed to news articles, as opposed to a Medicare agent constantly pushing Medicare on their social sites. You know, you guys never talk, you know, a bulk of your subscribers are 
real estate agents. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything about real estate in that magazine, right? And then there were thousands of financial advisors and there's nothing about financial advisory topics in that magazine. And that's a conscious decision from yeah. you guys. And yeah. why do you do it that way? So the first thing you got to realize is if you're in real estate, if you're in financial services, whatever profession you're in, you live that right? So you're living financial services. Your clients are not. (laughs) So it's an aspect of their life. It's what they hired you to do for them. But at the end, and they need to be informed. So don't hear me wrong. Every time we kind of talk about this, I I feel like, okay, wait a minute. So should I not be posting anything about my business or any educational content? Absolutely not. You need to be posting that. Uh, Typically about 20% of your content should be about your business, whereas the other 80% should be about you, about entertaining articles, educational articles, or endearing articles. So definitely make sure that you are obviously keeping your clients up to date with what they need to know regarding their finances or what's going on in the market. But what do you do with that other part of their life? How do you connect with them when they're not thinking about their financial services? And it's all just about being top of mind. It's all about making sure that whenever they need your services again, or they know someone that could use your services, you are the very first business professional that they think of. 76% of people will use the first business or brand that they think of when thinking about a specific category. It's like another 22% are going to use the second one and then 1% is going to use three through beyond. I hope I did the math there right whenever I added that up in my head. But so that's number one. You want to make sure that you are putting out content that's not just about your business. And then the other reason why you would put out content like that is because you've got to connect with people on a personal level. Right. No matter what business you're in, you are helping them make some of the biggest decisions of their lives. So they've got to know you, they've got to like you, and ultimately they've got to trust you. And one of the ways that you can do that is to understand what are their interests, right? So we all we always coach like the Ford method. So you want to find out what people's uh, family talk about their family, talk about their occupation, uh, their recreation, and their dreams. And one of the ways you can do that is sharing content that connects to some of those pieces. Our magazine specifically, whenever we launched it. We kept it very lifestyle driven. It's about travel. It's about recipes. It's about interior design. It's about uh, history and art and and sports. All of these things that you could easily follow up with on a conversation, on a phone call, and see what connected with them, what resonated with them within the magazine. And then that's a data point for you. Now you know what sport that person's like. Now you know what travel destinations. We had a, a testimony super early on where we had an advisor send out an article on, I think Kapalua Bay was the featured travel uh, piece. And one of their clients called them practically in tears because it's where her and her husband like went on their honeymoon or something like that, like 25 years ago and it brought back all these memories, ended up scheduling a review after that and came in and did some new business. And that's why you would want to share not only that content, but also make sure that you're following up and being very intentional in what you're learning about your clients because people want to be interested in, right? Everybody likes it when someone shows interest in you and wants to learn more about you. And then more importantly, recalls that information in a simple touch point. So like we have over a thousand different tarot cards that people can select for our magazines. If you're familiar with the magazine, you go to remindermedia.com to check it out. But there's a tarot card in the front and in the back. And we have all these different categories. So what we always coach people on is like go into parenting activities. If we have a bunch of parents on your list with the school age kids, my kids are 10 and 12, summer's here. I'm always looking for activities or things to keep them busy and keep them off their phones and their iPads. Grab a kid's activity from our content list. And you might be thinking, why would I send one of my high net worth clients a kid's activity? 
because that's a reason to call them and say, I just sent you the latest copy of American Lifestyle. It's got two kids activities in there, whatever they are, DIY crafts, outdoor crafts. Would love to see if you ever, if you get a chance to check it out, make sure to keep an eye out for that. I was thinking about you when I picked them out. And that's really the key line right there. I was thinking of you whenever I picked that out. Now, you, they will be thinking about you whenever that next business opportunity goes. And that's as long as you're being frequent and genuine uh, with that type of marketing, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And one of the things that we stress here when we're doing our social media management and we're running those accounts for advisors is, is it's an, a conversation we have quite frequently is it's not about what you want to say. It's about what your prospects and your clients want to mm. hear. And if you're constantly pushing one message, if that's not the message they're interested in, you're quickly going to be at the bottom of that algorithm and your, your posts are never going to get seen by anybody. Well, I'll give so. an example real quick. This is a different industry example, but in real estate, I think like images in general. So if you look at like social media stats, we'll just take an example. And I think the correlation is there. Images perform like 40 to 50% better than any other type of post uh, on something like Facebook. If you then go to how many posts per industry that post images, right? Real estate posts the most images of any profession. Their engagement is like 7%. So they have one of the lowest engagement posts in those folders. Why? Because they're only posting photos of home. So literally, you're supposed to be set up for success by posting photos based on the algorithms, but their engagement is so low because they're only posting about what you said, which is what they care about, not what their clients care about. I love that. And it translates to so many other industries as well as just staying top of mind is not about constantly selling. Mm. And as successful financial advisors understand this, your top clients, you don't call them all the time to sell them something. You call them to check in, you call them to talk about their personal lives. You know them on a, a personal level, most likely, you know, their interests. I mean, Josh and I have a awesome professional relationship together. Reminder Media and White Glove do co-promotions all the time. We're, we're great partners, peanut butter and chocolate, I always say. But half the time we talk, it's half the time we talk, we're just shooting the shooting it and talking about whatever, right? What kind of beer is on tap today? Brad's hair looks. Oh, so you saw the man bun? Is it? Is yeah. It? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's still there. Still there. It's I'm <laughs> well on my way to becoming a, a Viking. So I got that Ragnar Lothbrook look going on. I think that at some point I'll have to get the face tattoo, but I'm holding off as long as possible because I don't know how well. Like, Love it. like that, but you kind of got that cut already. You could get one of those head tattoos, like right I could head totally the show. get a head tattoo. You would, you would rock it for sure. So yeah, I could never hide my head tattoo. <laughs> I could totally get one. <laughs> so, if you're a financial advisor, okay, you know what? Josh has now convinced me. I need content. I need to start reading first. I need to start reading things. Right. I need to start absorbing. I need to see what's working. Now I want to build a content strategy. What are some very effective ways to multiply content, right? I know you guys do a great job of it. If I see Luke doing a, a podcast, then I also see a video of it. I see a meme of it. I see a post with yeah. a picture. You guys sit next to each other. I see an article that comes out about the podcast, right? You're taking one piece of content and you're multiplying that into yeah. multiple channels and multiple content. So yeah. what would your suggestion be for advisors looking to do that? 
Yeah. So the thing with repurposing content, right? So you can easily create five, six, seven pieces of content for one longer form of content. I would give as a framework, this is something we actually shared on our podcast. We walk people how to do this. It's Gary V's content pyramid. And so what he kind of starts with is it's an upside down pyramid and you start with a long form piece of content. So a great example and kind of the tie in what you guys are already doing with advisors. But if you're doing a seminar or you're doing a webinar, recording that, and then using that as a piece that then you can cut up. So multiple things you can make from that, right? You can cut up video clips. You kind of have to think of, all right, what's the most interesting video clip or the most interesting 30 to 60 second clip from this presentation that I can put out to my audience? Go hire a video editor. Don't do it yourself. Go to Fiverr and find someone that will edit videos for you for five bucks. They'll create probably five or six clips from you. Just have to give them the timestamps. Then they'll caption them. They'll, they'll put those together for you. Post those. And then what's really interesting is listen for audience feedback, right? Listen for what is people are actually resonating with. You'll be able to tell very quickly which of your posts are getting engagement, which of your posts people are just kind of scrolling through. And then from there, use that as a way to plan out more of your content. So you want to make more content like the stuff that is engaging with your audiences. Another thing that you can do with that, you can write a blog post right? From a longer form piece of content, you can post that on Medium. You can post that as a LinkedIn post and create it that way. You can hire someone to chop up your videos uh, for Reels, for Instagram, or for your video on LinkedIn uh, and various places like that. And then you want to kind of be aware of the areas of the platforms that you're posting your content on. So those quicker cuts, 30 to 60 seconds, that's for your Instagram, that's for your Facebook videos. You can go a little bit longer on LinkedIn. So maybe take a three to five minute clip for your uh, LinkedIn post, and then your longer clips you would post on YouTube. Another really great tip that we learned from that is post your long form content first. So like, and we'll just use 12 o'clock as an example, post that at 12 o'clock, then go post all of your micro content on all of the other platforms as 1201 and use that as a way to link back to your long form content, because ultimately that's where you're trying to get people to, because it's the longer form content that's going to kind of show your expertise, build that trust. The micro content is really to stay top of mind and on somebody's feed every single day. You want to be on their feed every single day so that you become top of mind in social media as well. And for everyone out there that's saying, man, this sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Take 45 minutes, record the video, go send that to somebody on Fiverr and say, make me a ton of videos and write me a post for it. I'm serious. It, it's so easy to leverage resources nowadays, right? That's what we do. You, Our company and your company does, right? We are resources that people can leverage. You're the one that puts the butts in the seats. And then they're the ones that uh, the advisors are the ones that bring the expertise and can teach and, and do that education. We're the ones that are going to give you that content in a high quality format that's going to go automatically out to your client base. So you don't have to think about what to send. If you're sitting there, I'm not going to make content right? We can send that for you. All you have to do is make the follow-up phone calls and let people know that you hope that they enjoyed your magazine. And so that's where the idea of just leveraging... And the most successful people do... Every time we interview somebody on the podcast and we interview someone successful, it's always leverage. Leverage is like the most common thing between everybody. They're not trying to do what they're not the best in the world at. They pay other people to do that for them. And if you constantly try to improve all the things that you're weak at, you'll just be mediocre at a lot of things, right? <laughs> what is yeah, it? Jack, jack of all trades, master of none. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, really for the advisor out there that's hearing this and saying, yeah, I, w- I want to get into that. I mean, if you're using White Glove Social Connect and Reminder Media's magazine, that's 90% of the work. And you know mm-hmm. what? 90% is still a passing grade. One one final comment I have, and then we'll let, let you wrap up, Josh, is just my instincts tell me like, oh my goodness, I wouldn't want to post on Facebook, LinkedIn, my website, and email all the same content. That seems overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Fight that urge. Because if you noticed earlier, Josh said, if you do X, Y, and Z perfectly, 40% of your posts will get engaged with, right? That's on Facebook. LinkedIn is a different audience. Your prospects researching you are going to go to LinkedIn, but your existing clients probably won't. If you use some SEO, they'll make it to your website and email. I mean, 20%, 25%, if they if 25% of your base opens your email, you're doing great. No, I mean, just jump in there real quick. The other thing to think about is how many times have you seen the same commercial? That's a good point. You're not seeing that same commercial because the advertisers just like to spend money and they don't think it'll work. Like you've got to reinforce your message over and over again. So, what Brad is saying, different people are on different platforms. You got to be there everywhere. But the other side of that is if you're hitting the same people on every platform with the same video, great. Like you're only increasing your chance of that message sinking in and somebody now associating what you're talking about. Right. And if you're talking about financial advice or whatever content, educational content you're putting out there, if you're speaking on this stuff and they're seeing you say the same thing on every platform, every time they open up a new social media uh, platform, you're now going to be embedded in their mind as the expert in that field. I love it. And from the most successful CMO and the podcasting, business building space that I know of. (laughs) Well, there might be one or two other competitors up there. I did say you had to brag, but no, not that far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, we all know why Luke is everywhere. It's because of you. So (laughs) one final tip, we're talking a lot of content strategy. We're talking a lot of platform strategy here. One final tip for an advisor that they can take away today and an actionable item. What's your recommendation? Oh man, you're making me do the action item. Yeah. Wow. This is what we you're do. You're the podcast. expert. I can't do it. This is what we do on the podcast every time. We'd have an action item to the end. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little self-serving action item here. Is that all right? Well, I suppose. Head on <laughs> over to staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure you're subscribed. You can find us on all of the podcast platforms as well. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I did a poll on Instagram the other day. So our, our listenership was like 60, 40% Apple to Spotify. I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm not sure. If you're seeing sort of the same thing, but Spotify is definitely starting to pick up a lot. I won't look at those numbers until I'm seven and Reminder Media is six. Like then I'll start (laughs) paying attention, right? Otherwise, it's just going to make me sad. (laughs) Uh, But we would love to earn uh, your listen if you would head on over there. We interview a lot of financial advisors and people in the financial space. We interview, we just had Mike McLaughlin with uh, Ash Brokerage on recently. He had a great, a great, he was, he actually worked with Bobby Knight. So he was like a student oh, wow. coach or student manager with Bobby Knight. So he had some fun stories to share there. And we do two episodes every week. So one, we always do bring in a guest like Brad. Brad's been on twice now. So you make sure to check out his episodes. And then on Thursdays, we release kind of a 15 minute real quick marketing update and uh, marketing strategies that you can implement. Our uh, tagline for our podcast is take action. So we really try and boil it down to a single action item each podcast. So you can walk out of there and implement that in your business today. 
I love it. And if you're going to listen to one podcast in the industry, listen to mine, obviously. But if you're going to listen to two, then <laughs> Stay Paid is 100% what I recommend. I'll they, take they it. have some um, amazing guests on there. And Josh, you do a fantastic job on there. And, Thanks, and thank brother. you for all your, your content advice today. I, I appreciate it. And with that, we'll wrap it up. All right. Thanks. And as Brad Swinehart said, this should be the podcast you're listening to. Be advised, leading with value. But of course, don't forget Joshua Stike of Reminder Media. Remember to subscribe to both podcasts, share with friends and colleagues, and please comment. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Mike Love. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 